You're listening to Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A sponsored by Blueprint MCAT. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm excited. How are you? I'm excited too. I'm excited to help you out. What can I help you with? Yes. So I uh, have watched a lot of your old pre-meds podcast videos. um, And I noticed that uh, for a lot of people, maybe who are in the same position, didn't do so well in undergrad. Mm. um, And they can't get their undergraduate GPA above their undergraduate science GPA above a 3.0 GPA. You said to advocate for yourself. Um, My question for you is when is the an appropriate time to ask medical school admissions committee members um, when they're not so busy, you know, reviewing applications, interviewing people, getting ready for the next cycle um, so that I don't, one, I don't bother them um, at an inappropriate time, but also um, so that I can get uh, an answer that's not like, please check our website or, yeah, um, I don't know what answer they would give me. (laughs) Oh, I do. A generic response, (laughs) like, yeah, we do it holistically. Yeah. And Um, and, and that, that actually is the most, uh, the most common response you'll get, unfortunately, because medical schools just don't like to put themselves out on on a limb and go, "Uh, but, but you told me you were going to look and you didn't. And, and then they get in trouble with the legal department and it's just, it's a mess. You gotta, gotta love, uh, the, the legality of the, um, litigious society that we live in here in the U S but anyway, um, ideally what you can do is before you apply before the application cycle, because the rules of engagement are different pre-application and, and post-application, meaning like you're in this cycle. Medical schools are typically more willing to have a conversation with you pre-applicants, right? Before you are an actual applicant to their school. And so you can reach out to them and and be strategic and, and don't just email 100 schools, but be strategic and say, hey, University of Florida, I, I'm really interested in your school because of XYZ. Here's a little bit of my story. I'm worried because of XYZ that I, I'm just going to be filtered out, even though I have this prolonged kind of upward trend, what should I do, right? And and try to be strategic with, with who you're asking and why you're asking, just giving a little bit of the story, not a whole long kind of biography of, of who you are, autobiography in that case, of, of who you are, uh, and, and see if they'll respond to that. A lot of students, unfortunately, either give way too much information and medical schools are like, I don't have time to read this. Or they give too little information and they don't give the schools an opportunity to actually provide decent advice or information specific to you. And so that's that's what I would recommend, at least thinking about how to start. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, I guess a follow-up question would be, um, I originally thought that I was going to be applying 2022 to 2023 cycle, but it's looking um, because I'm applying to a formal post-bac 2023 to 2024. Um, okay. So would like now maybe be a good time to start talking to those medical schools, admissions committee members, if yeah, I could narrow it down? I don't think it's ever too early to start having those conversations. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think that's an issue. So, so talk to me, even if you do a formal post back, your science GPA is still going to be less than a three. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately I, um, I had a really rough semester, uh, when I was on academic probation. Mm. Um, so 
my cumulative GPA was still um, okay by university standards, like above a 2.0, but um, for that particular semester, it was a 1.8. Uh, and when I actually started using MAPT um, to look at my science GPA and my cumulative GPA, I, I honestly didn't think it was like that bad. I was like, okay, obviously it needs work. Thought that I was starting off at a 2.8 science GPA. Mm. It's 2.41. Um, okay. I've taken a few classes. I've, I've done well in them, but um, because I've just taken so many science units, credits, um, it's just, it'll be probably like a 2.9 yeah. science and then above a three for cumulative. Yeah. So that's kind of the situation I'm in. Um, I've done, oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I've done a sort of a master, sort of science-based masters. It's biomedicine and law. Okay. But um, from watching your videos, I didn't know about you at the time uh, when I was doing my masters, or at least starting my masters. So I know that medical schools tend to heavily concentrate on the undergrad courses. And part of the reason I'm doing a formal post back is because um, I don't think that uh, doing these science classes, unfortunately from my understanding of your videos would be best done at a community college. I think I would need to do a formal post-bac um, and just try to focus as much as I can on um, these undergrad courses and the MCAT. Yeah. So it's interesting that the masters that you did sounds so let, let me rewind a little bit. Yes. I, I, I typically say, medical schools from from what i see from what i hear talking to them talking to students undergraduate coursework seems to be more heavily weighted and so that's not to say that you can't go do a hard sciences master do well and and really help that overcome your undergraduate gpa obviously you can still do that it may limit the schools that are going to look at that or give you an opportunity your masters is a little bit weird because it has that law part in there. And so schools are going to scratch their head going, is this really a hard sciences? Is it not? How much weight should we give this when looking at really what what is a really low science GPA? And so I, I would probably agree that a postback is right for you. Now, I don't know if I would agree that community college versus a formal postback, like needing to do a formal postback is necessary. I, again, I think there there may be some schools out there that look at a community college post back in your situation and go i don't know did she did she choose community college cuz that was the quote unquote easier route and that that's just easier for her to get better grades right you'll always have those naysayers out there uh, but i don't like to tell students go do the formal post back cuz that's a lot more money typically than just going to a community college and yeah. and typically going to community college provides more flexibility to keep a job, to keep doing research, whatever it is you're doing, because the courses, are, the, the class schedule is a little bit more flexible than potentially a, a formal postback. So I, I think if I were in your shoes, I would look at just my general situation. Can I afford to do a formal postback? Does my life and my current situation allow me to do that? Or do I am I really putting myself in a hard situation and sacrificing a ton to go do this formal postback when I would be much more happy doing a um, uh, doing a community college postback and do it yourself postback so so just 
some more context around what you were saying there. Yeah, um, I agree with what you're saying. I think what really drew me to the formal post back was that I feel like I, I need structure in terms of uh, what classes to be taking. Um, it comes with advising and it also comes with a linkage program. It, it, this is to say if I get in yeah. the formal postback program, yeah. um, I'm sort of at that stage where um, I think I need all the help that I can possibly get. Um, and I've also checked a couple of schools I was looking into um, on their MSAR, and they had specifically put like an X on the community college coursework for their prereqs. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I was <laughs> we, thinking about we got to start college. calling out those schools because there's no reason schools should be rejecting community college coursework anymore. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, but it is what it is, right? Like you got to play. <laughs> got to the play game. by their rules. Yes, exactly. Yep. Unfortunately. Okay. But. So it sounds like you're thinking through it really well and, and doing the research. And I'm glad that that mapped helped you kind of see, because a lot of yeah. students are in similar situations to you of like, well, I think my GPA is okay. It's really not that bad. And then you actually plot it out and you're like, oh, crap. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oops. Yeah. But thankfully, you know, it wasn't like right before I applied. Yeah. Like I'm still several cycles away. Um, so just try to do my best. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay. Anything well, else I can answer for you? Um, no, that's, that's about it. Um, I guess I just got to start doing the work, right? Got to start doing the work. What are you going to do for the MCAT besides listening to the MCAT podcast that I do with Blueprint? Um, besides that, I was thinking, uh, Jack Weston, definitely, okay. and funky flashcards, uh, just for route memorization for yeah. those key concepts. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, as as we're recording this, uh, it's still a little bit of a secret, so don't tell anyone. But when this episode comes out, it'll be announced that Blueprint has uh, a lot of amazing flashcards that they're they're getting into the flashcard game. So uh, Great. when you're yeah. watching this later on YouTube or whoever's watching this or listening to this later, go check out Blueprint's flashcard product that they've uh, they've announced recently. Yeah, I'm just trying to get as many practice problems because I've learned yep. um, when I finally got my act together, learned how I learn. Um, I definitely realized that I'm the type of person that needs to constantly do practice problems and yeah. review them in order for the knowledge to solidify. Yep, that's good. That's uh, a good way to study for the MCAT. So good luck to you. Hopefully this was helpful for you to, to really give you uh, give you a boost in the right direction. Thank you. You, you are doctor. welcome. Thank you so much for joining me here on Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Did you know that we record these live on Facebook at 3 p.m. Eastern on most weekdays? Search for Medical School HQ on Facebook and like the page to be notified. Don't forget to check out our amazing Facebook group, The Hangout, at medicalschoolhq.net slash group. 